Boom! Good morning, good morning. On today's show, I've got special guest Molly Sider. Molly is the creator and host of I Am This Age, the podcast proving you're never too old to make a big change. Molly has been making her own changes throughout her 40s, including transitioning from being a long-time wine professional to a podcaster and certified professional life coach. She is also a storyteller and believes that the most efficient way to create peace in the world and within yourself is by sharing your story and listening to other people share theirs. Molly's favorite thing to do is to coach people into revealing their true identity and life purpose through, of course, stories. Have a listen. Welcome to your Hidden Edge podcast, where there's a belief that each and every one of us has a hidden edge, one that could unlock that next level of success in any area of life. Unfortunately, that edge is hidden tucked away and buried deep underneath layers and layers. In this podcast, we'll uncover the hidden edge of high-performance leaders, executives, athletes, coaches, and authors to open your mind and stretch your frame of reality. If you know you want more, can do more, and be more, then this is the right podcast for you. Let's uncover your hidden edge. Welcome to the show. I am extremely excited to have special guest Molly Sider on the show. Molly, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me, Jeff. You are so welcome. So let's get right into your hidden edge. I love it. I can't wait to unpack this identity, right? And being able to step into that in any situation. Would love the the backstory. I think that's so important for the audience to kind of learn the lessons that that we've gone through and cultivating that that hidden edge of identity. So would love, uh, would love the backstory on it. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's such a, there's so many avenues that led me to actually figuring out who I am at my core. Um, but some examples would be like, I can remember when I was dating a lot and I would show up, um, as this like really confident, cool, you know, funny, fun person, attractive, like not a care in the world. Um, and then I can remember a time where like that feeling would switch because, you know, maybe I realized I really liked the person and I felt like, oh, I have something to lose here. And all of a sudden I get really shy and I'd get really insecure and I wouldn't know what to talk about. And I, you know, my opinions went out the window and, um, and I, and I would recognize this in myself. Like, why do I do this? Why I, I think I'm actually this really this really, this other person, and I'm showing up as, as this thing that I'm not so proud of, you know, and that was always the time when like the relationship would, would go down the tubes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I can also remember times like at work, you know, I'd make a mistake and I would like ruminate on this mistake all day long. I'd think about it. And I knew like no one else is thinking about this anymore. Like move on with your day, but I couldn't get past it. And I, you know, I was so fearful that like, what all, what all of this meant about me and who I am as a person, um, you know, all of the fears about and beliefs that I held so tight, um, as to like, you know, was I worthy enough? Was I smart enough? Was I attractive enough? Um, and you know, that all of these like moments, all this ruminating and the dating and all that stuff was sort of like proving that I wasn't smart enough, that I wasn't worthy, that I wasn't lovable, that I wasn't attractive enough. And it got to a point where I was like, I need to do something about this. I need to, you know, I need to do something to feel better, to suffer less. You know, I don't want to suffer anymore. And 
And I realized somehow that, you know, the thing that I can do, the thing that I had control over was me. And so I started to do a lot of like, you know, very heavy lifting, like personal growth work, which was hard and scary (laughs) and not fun at times and also really empowering at times. Um, And one of the things that I started doing was telling stories. So I took storytelling classes. Um, So like moth style, have you ever like, have you ever listened to the moth? I have not. Um, it's like a, it's a show on NPR. It's also, you can listen, you you can go in person, like across the nation in any city where you can go and you can listen to people tell two true personal narrative stories on stages. Okay. Anyway, I got into storytelling. I took a class here in Chicago and then I took another class and I got up on stages and I started telling these stories and about myself, which was also really scary. I also have a background. I was a creative writing major in college and I was this really, really, really shy, like painfully shy child. Um, and had sort of taken on that identity as an adult, but, um, I also loved to be on stage. I was a dancer and like took singing and acting classes. So there was like this little bit of like this disconnect, like being on a stage was like somehow comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, Anyway, so that was just a little background as to why I was like, ooh, storytelling telling might be my medium. Gotcha. And what ended up happening when I started telling stories was I, I started telling really personal stories, you know, really getting really vulnerable, scary stuff mm-hmm. and not easy. Um, and I'm not saying that everyone has to do this, but this was my experience was I, I started creating connections with other people in the audience. Mm-hmm. You know, people were like, Thank you for telling that story. I've felt that way before. What an important story to tell. You know, I started realizing like, oh, I'm not the only person in the room who's felt this way. Yeah. And um, it was empowering to me and healing to me. And it was also empowering to other people. And, um, you know, that that's a lot of the reason why I started my podcast um, was because I needed, I was like approaching the age of 40 and I was like, you know, I was single. I've never had kids. I um, was in a good career that I liked, but I also wasn't making nearly enough money or or as much money as people were telling me that I was supposed to be making at that age. Um, and I was like, did I miss my chance for, you know, quote, success in life? And I needed to hear stories from other people who have maybe been through what I have been through so that I knew that I would be okay. And as I started like diving into, you know, the storytelling piece, diving into who I am and how I like to show up to the world, I started to think like, okay, you know, something would happen, there'd be a conflict or, you know, I'd make a mistake at work. And I would think rather than ruminating on it, or I would start to ruminate on it, and then I would catch myself and I'd be Mm -hmm. like, was I, did I try my hardest? Was I honest? And was I kind about it? And that sort of became my North Star a little bit. Okay. Um, And I realized that like, if I could say yes to those things, then I could move on. I could let it go. Like, I'm not perfect. I'm human. And um, I could let it go. And then from there, I started realizing like, wait a second. So if I could do this sort of after the fact, Mm -hmm. maybe I could solve this upstream. Okay. So maybe I could figure out like ahead of time, how do I want to show up before I get to the whatever situation? Um, 
And that requires me to, you know, get a little bit or required me to get a little bit more in depth about like, well, who am I? Like, how do I want to show up to the world? You know, what are my values? What do I care about the most? Um, And I started to sort of pick apart like who I am. Well, like I'm honest and I'm, I like to be kind. Obviously I had said those two things. Um, You know, I'm also, um, I'm super curious. I ask a lot of questions. I always have. Yeah. You are the same. That's why we have podcasts. Right. Um, <laughs> um, and I, I think for a really, really long time, I thought that that was, you know, I was as certainly as a kid, I would ask all these questions and I was always told like, stop asking, you're annoying me. <laughs> and I thought that, I thought that that meant that I was like asking stupid questions or, um, you know, I was annoying. I wasn't worthy. I wasn't good at whatever it was. Like I, I, so I stopped for a really long time and then I realized like, wait a second, I'm curious and that's a good thing. And even just sitting down and asking somebody questions at like a dinner table, like I could witness people feel like I could, I, there was like an exchange of like energy when you, when you sit down and you really ask lots of curious questions and you give somebody all of the attention and like that makes people feel um, empowered and amazing and seen and heard. And I could watch that sort of happening in other people. And I was like, this is fun <laughs> and this feels good. And actually this is a really good quality that I'm proud of having. I'm an empath. I started learning about what that means. So I was always like super, super sensitive. I thought that was, people would tell me, oh, you're, you're too sensitive. You're too sensitive. And then I started diving into like, okay, what does that mean? Why am I so sensitive? I started learning what an empath is and I was like, oh, wait a second. I think this is my superpower and I'm going to embrace this. So slowly I started like, you know, picking up the pieces of like, who am I at my core? Mm-hmm. And is that good? Am I proud of it? Um, you know, how do I how do I make this work for me in this world? And, you know, I and it's ever it's going to be ever changing, obviously, as right. I learn through the world. But um you know, now when somebody's like, who, who are you? What is your identity? I'm like, well, I'm kind, I'm honest, I'm curious. Um, and I'm empathetic and I'm funny and I'm creative. I don't know. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm right. those things. So when, so moving back to like, okay, solving these pro this, this upstream now I'm like, I'm, if I'm faced with a conflict, if I'm faced with some sort of situation where I'm, I'm scared and I'm, I'm coming on this podcast and I'm nervous, you know, whatever it is, the way that I center myself now is like, okay, well, I know who I am. I'm kind of curious. I'm compassionate, empathetic, creative, and I know how to be all of those things at my core. I'm confident about that, if nothing else. And that's all I have to do. Like I have to come onto this podcast and all I have to do is be those things. That's it. And immediately like you know, all my fears and my insecurities and all the things like kind of fall away if I'm in a conflict with somebody, um, you know, if somebody's angry with me or whatever it is, or I'm angry with them, I can take a breath and center myself and be like, okay, how do you want to show up in this moment? It's always those things. It's always like who I am to my core. So that's what I mean as for my identity. And it's not like what my successes are, what my failures are, what my relationship status is, what my status is as a parent. Like none of mm-hmm. that, those are things that we have and those are great things. And they're, and they're, you know, it's information to help us figure out actually who we are at our core. And the, the really, you know, important part, the most important part about this, maybe, I don't know, one of the most important parts about this is that once you understand that, 
you know, if you lose a job or if you break up with your partner or, you know, whatever happens, you don't lose yourself. Mm. Not saying that that's not hard. Those things will be hard and hurtful and you'll go through all sorts of emotions. We're human. And, you know, so many people when they like break up with a partner, they're like, you know, wandering around like I'm lost. I've lost myself. I've lost my identity. My identity was so tied up with that other person. And it's like, no, this is who you are. You know, that's something you had and you lost and you have to mourn that and and figure that out. But you can do that while accessing who you are at your core. So. Gotcha. Now, a couple questions to follow up on that and points that I, I heard was, you know, identity through values or virtues, right? So, so important to, to do and to define and to ask yourself those difficult questions. And so many times we don't ask ourselves any questions. I'd say 99% of the population doesn't ask themselves questions on a daily basis. Like Mm -hmm. who, who am I, or what do I want? Or, you know, those types of things. So that, that was number one. Number two, feelings, when you define your identity and live by those values, that replaces the feelings. All of a sudden you were just mentioning like, Hey, if you had some nerves, wait, I'm going to show up in these five, six ways that I know I'm powerful when I show up that way. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden you're, you're ready to, to, to step into it. <clears throat> Excuse me. Identity is just, it's so important. I feel because we've been taught when we're younger, well, how do you feel? And it's no fault of our parents. That's just, well, how do you feel? I don't feel great today. Okay, well, don't do what you want to do. Just take it easy. Well, what happens? We, we don't feel like doing things a lot of the times in our days and we don't take actions and then we spiral downward. So for somebody that's struggling with identity, doesn't know who they are, what are one or two powerful questions that are just fundamental in asking themselves and can they can repeat that question over and over again to start to build that identity of who they are. Yeah, that's such an important question. And I love that you brought up talking to your kids who are like, oh, I don't feel great today and sort of leaving it at that because I think we can do this, you know, with our children and with ourselves and anyone. Um, you know, how am I feeling today? What am I feeling right now? Oh, I'm not feeling great why? Why am I not feeling great? Right. I mean, it's just as simple as that. What is it that I want to feel? What is it that I would rather be feeling? And why? Like the why is always the the like most important piece, right? Because you could say like, oh, you know, I feel tired or, oh, I'm feeling sad. Well, sad is like this like huge all-encompassing, you know, descriptor. It doesn't tell me really anything. So, okay, what does sad mean to you? Why am I feeling sad? Why am I be I feeling sad about this specific circumstance? How would I rather feel about it? Why would I rather feel that way? And what might I do? What might I need to do to get to that feeling? You know, simple, like break it down really simply um, and journal on it or talk to a friend or talk to your coach or therapist, you know, your partner, whomever, somebody you feel safe with. Um, and, you know, and start actually, it's so hard. It's so scary. We're, you know, we are taught certainly in this society to, um, not talk about ourselves, to 
hold our, you know, emotions and our feelings inside. Don't burn anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, it It's a sign of weakness. Like, no, let that all go. If you like one of my biggest mottos, if you like were to go to my website, I write like you, we cannot do life alone. Yep. We're not supposed to do life alone. And once you really get that and you believe it, what a relief. Mm-hmm. <sighs> you know, the biggest, um, the the fastest way to calming our nervous system, you know, what is, what is that? It's not, it's not, you know, taking a drug or drinking a glass of wine. It's interpersonal communication, right? Just talking mm-hmm. to somebody. Hey, yes. I'm feeling such and such way right now. And I'm feeling a little embarrassed about saying this out loud. It's actually kind of scary to say this out loud, but I think I need to say it. Um, You know, whatever it is, it's immediately calming to the nervous system. It's, it's so powerful. Yeah. It's amazing that you said that because I just read something that there was a study and it was basically somebody going in for like a test related to cancer. And when they went in by themselves or their, their you know, heart rate was elevated, their, the, they could just tell that their brain activity was very elevated. When they were holding the hand of even a stranger, it decreased their heart rate, it decreased their, their brain activity because it was that, that connection, right? That you're, you're speaking to right there. And, and I am on the same wavelength of you related to asking for help. Mm-hmm. And I come from the male side of the fence and you know, men, especially yeah. uh, asking for help. It, it, it's a weakness. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, a, it's actually a strength. I mean, so many of the trials and tribulations I've been through could have been stopped before I did it by asking for help mm-hmm. with somebody. And I, I think we, to your point, we need to say we're all connected. We're all go th- going through this human experience, this human journey. We're all battling that six inches in between our ears, ask, talk to somebody, be vulnerable. You're going to connect at such a deeper level and it's going to, to your point, your, your energy, you're just going to feel it. And, and it's so, so important. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. I just got chills when you told that story. Um, but it's so true. And, um, you know, I, I talk about storytelling all the time and how important it is for us to share our stories and listen to other people share their stories. And, you know what I mean by that really? Because people are like storytelling. I don't have any stories to tell. A, yes, you do. We're all right. just a bunch of stories. That's all we do. Literally all we do. We yep. are, you and I are sharing stories right now. When you call your phone up, your friend up on the phone, like you tell them a story around the dinner table, whatever. But what I really mean is just talking about yourself. Like it's okay. To, it's not just okay to talk about yourself. It is imperative. You have to do it. And if that scares you, it's normal, a super normal. Um, again, like we are taught not to talk about ourselves. We are taught not to share our emotions. Um, but, um, it's normal and it will immediately, like once you, first of all, you can start by saying, if you're scared, pick the person or journal about it and literally say, I'm scared right now. This Mm -hmm. is scary. This is unfamiliar. I don't really know how this is going to come out. It might sound a little bit wobbly um, and that's normal and that's okay. And, and, but do it, (laughs) but do it anyway and do it in whatever way that you can, because you're going to, like you said, you create this connection 
um, you realize that you're not the only person in the world feeling the way that you're feeling. Mm-hmm. I'm, I often say we are um, unique in our details, not so much in our in our fears and insecurities and emotions. Like most likely, whatever you're feeling, someone else in the room is also feeling or has felt at some point. Right. Um, and the minute that we like understand that, that somebody that we create that connection, like what a relief that is. It's like mm-hmm. all this energy that we've spent hiding who we are and what we're thinking and what we're feeling because we're afraid that if we let it out, that the world will reflect back to us, you know, what we've always feared about ourselves, the stories we've always told about, I'm bad, you know, I'm mm-hmm. unworthy, I'm not lovable, whatever it is. Um, when in reality, what ends up happening every time and i challenge every listener to try this some way um is that you create a connection with somebody else who's like wow i felt that way before right that really sucks and how light it becomes you know and how much it's like okay now i don't have to spend so much energy like i've let that out i don't have to spend so much energy like hiding and i can now use that extra energy to focus on what I really want to do with my life and who I really want to be. It's like energy is like currency. It's, mm-hmm. you know, it's precious. <laughs> be careful how you spend it. <laughs> it. It's so, so true. Energy is so messed by people. They, they don't understand how to cultivate it, how to bring it out and how to be around others that are operating at a high energy level and how it can just continue to inspire, motivate, all those, those good things back to the identity. Is there, when you start your day, do you define your identity during that process when, or do you just call it out throughout the day? I mean, I, I know what I do personally. I mean, I define my identity every morning and the values and virtues I'm going to live with because that allows me to step forward into that identity versus, Hey, if I don't feel it on a particular day, let's say working out, I define myself from an identity perspective as a world-class athlete. Well, world-class athletes, if they don't feel it, they still do it, right? So I get past that. Do you do it, you know, when when do you do it and, and how often do you do it throughout your day? Yeah, that's a really good question. And to touch on that, like, yes, you're a world-class ath- athlete, but what is the reason, you know? Like, I would argue that your identity isn't that you're a world-class athlete. It's that you're, you know, whatever it is that motivates you to become a world-class, that you're, you know, you're motivated and you're, you know, whatever, whatever it is. Um, so that, you know, when you're 90 and you maybe can still be an athlete, but maybe not at the level you are right now, you haven't lost your identity. You still have mm-hmm. the same, you're still the same person, you know, yep. with the same values and you can still show up to the world at the same level, just maybe not like, you know, I don't know, jumping over tires or whatever. It is. <laughs> I'm going to do that as long as I can. There you go. Yes, absolutely. Do that as long as you can. And at some point, you know, if that ever, if, were, if something were to happen, if you were to break your leg and you right, couldn't right, right. do it for, yep. you know, four months, like mm-hmm. what happens to that identity? So that's what I would say about that. But for me, um, and I love that you get up every morning and you're like, who am I? And that's, that's such a great way to start the day. I don't do that. Maybe I should start thinking about it. I'm going to consider this. Um, what For me, it's most helpful like when I'm about to go into a situation that I'm afraid of or okay. is feeling whatever, making me feel you know some sort of icky way. Yep. Okay. And then I stop and I'm like, okay, who am I? 
And how do I want to show up in this situation? And what does that look like? You know, because usually it's the same answer. I'm like, oh, I want to show up with kindness and honesty and curiosity and vulnerability, whatever. Um, okay, but what does that look like here? Because it's going to look different here than it did yesterday. Gotcha. Yeah. No, I, I love that. And I think that's a great lesson, an example to, to give the audience where they can, once they've asked themselves those difficult questions, then they know, hey, when you feel that ickiness, that angst, hey, this is how I'm going to show up in this particular situation. And then that allows you to step into that identity and, and, uh, and move forward. So I've loved the, the discussion. I'm sure the listeners have gotten plenty of value from it. Molly, where can, uh, where can people find you? Where can they look you up? Yeah. Um, this was so great. Thank you for this. Um, so you can find me, um, on my website, mollycider.com. My last name is spelled with an S rather than a C, but like apple cider. Um, and if you want to work with me, you can, um, set up, um, uh, like a consultation there through the website. And of course, catch my, my podcast. I am this age, wherever you listen to podcasts. Awesome. Which Molly, Jeff will be on. At some point. I will. I can't, <laughs> I can't wait to have a, a great discussion on your podcast. Molly, yeah. So thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much. This was, this was great. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Create a legendary day. Rise, fight, love, repeat. Get after it. And I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to your Hidden Edge podcast. You are now part of the movement, part of a tribe who's on a mission to uncover their hidden edge. We are stronger together. So please share this. Show up with one person in your network that you want to help. Together, we can empower others and connected, we can make a dent in the universe.